Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage, this is The Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother. Frankie. Uh, so this might be the last podcast we have in The Garage. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll still probably record most episodes in this studio. I'll be honest. I thought you were about to be like, last podcast we ever had. And I was like, really? You're making that decision? <laughs> we didn't talk about it. I, don't well, think I, you, mean, like, this... I don't think you have the right to make that decision. <laughs> I mean, in this studio. Um. Because, like, we'll probably have to do some at the other place. I think we go to a Zoom podcast. No. I refuse to do broadcasts. It's got to be face-to-face. Why? I follow the... I think Tim Pool's right in his philosophy. They're like, well, that was creepy. Is that your car? That's that's your car. Oh. Oh, hey. Oh. Um. Well, what's it Tim Pool. Oh yeah, I I believe that it's true that like the conversation you have face to face and the conversation you would have on Zoom are two different things. We don't do this definitely. We don't do this podcast. We should just record our phone calls. I think that's where our best conversations and then just happen. The phone calls. Maybe, but I I just think that it's not about just getting a podcast out. It's about me and you sitting down together and catching up and having this time. And even if it's at your house, like I'll make the trip to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll see. I think I think I think realistically, here shouldn't be. Depends. Like there probably be weeks where it's not here. I don't even think we ever said on the podcast, but you're moving out. Correct. I'm moving out of the studio in the garage. He's been living in the studio. It's time for me to move on. You were here for the last eight months at Parkview. I've loved every minute of it. You know, when we first were going to move in, Amanda was very, like, she was excited about it and wanted to, but she was very much like, I'm never going to see you. You're just going to spend all your time with your brother. And I was like, I don't think so. Like, I think it's going to... I don't think we saw that much of each other. No, we really didn't. Like, we, like... I was, like, sad about it. Oh. Like, it wound up just, like, kind of living, like, two separate houses that just happened to be on top of each other. That's kind of what you guys wanted, I thought. Which is, we tried to give respect your privacy as much as possible. Yeah. It wasn't... I would... I'd stay forever if... If that was <laughs> a thing. If, uh... If we weren't throwing you out on the street. But you're kicking me out. <laughs> so, we might be recording on Sundays. We might be recording on Saturdays. Yeah, we I might think be recording on Mondays. I think what we should do. Who's getting? But the, we have one episode every weekend. That what? That's what I think we should do. Is like going forward, we should be like between Friday and Monday. Doesn't the matter. Will get out. We'll well, no. I think we always release it the same thing. Okay, I think yeah. Monday night until like that Tuesday is like it comes out. But that may have been recorded on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because I'll start putting in there. What especially day. like I mean, I think once football season like starts, it's always going to be Sundays. Yeah, most likely because we'll be together. and like we'll be back on. Like, I think we're going to be doing like what we did in the past, which is like start with Dolphins talk post. Because that's like my favorite time of the year. I got yeah. fucking love. Like as much as I love talking Yankees, like we just did just it. Just recap Dolphins. There's games. nothing better than talking after a football game. Especially like, th- in the fall, honest. the Christmas, you get a win. Ah, oh, There's great. so much shit we could say on this podcast, but 99% of the time we're talking out of our ass. But when we talk about the Miami Dolphins, there's not a better source of Dolphins information out there. I agree. 
Maybe I think actually we're not good. insider sources. I, I mean, just honest. mean like I've... Pulse of the People fan. Correct. We have the best Dolphins podcast, actually. So no one knows that this is a Dolphins podcast. I this think. Is a Dolphins podcast. I mean, I have an idea for tonight's episode. I don't know if there's things you want to talk about. Okay, I do. I well, I have a next thing. Okay, um, my idea was that I've brought nothing to the table, oh. but I thought we should <laughs> use this episode for you to just like teach me about a subject. Oh, really? What subject do you want to learn about? I want to know about what's going on with Trump and this raid. Oh, God. I know nothing. Well, all right. I've so done so... I, I'm telling you. I am so fucking good at not knowing about anything anymore. And I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Well, here's the thing, dude. A couple things on this. Because I was going here, obviously. Yeah, I, I mean, thing. I figured. But I'll be honest. In terms of educating you, I really can't. I don't know, like, what the liberal media is saying well i don't care about that i want your your take on what's going on so i'll say this we recorded last week's episode and that was clearly probably the single worst episode of the brothers catch podcast just in terms of like enjoyability to listen to i listen to every single one of our episodes back after it posts i can say with certainty it was not good but we were experimenting with something new and fun and also, like, who knew we were going to talk about Terrence Howard so much? So like, we oh, can't. Yeah, I con- forgot about that. We can't control those those things. It's just what happened. Yeah, I forgot we talked about Terrence Howard. Almost got attacked by a dog. Yeah, it was very not. I mean, not- in retrospect, trying to record a podcast while walking around a neighborhood probably not the best decision. But I mean, I thought it was a good novelty, you know. But during that walk is when the raid actually happened. And we mention it briefly. Oh, do we? Towards the end of the podcast. That's pretty cool. Like Trump, we literally said Trump's house was raided. So we got a whole week under our belt. (laughs) So like literally a week has happened since then. So I was literally because of it the next day banned from Twitter completely. After years and years and years of being temporarily suspended or... Make me delete you know certain tweets. The Trump stuff is actually what start, which forced, not forced, but I made the decision to make a whole new Twitter account and just dedicate it to to sports. Like, I don't follow, it is a very different feed than my normal feed. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. They got me completely, so now I have no Twitter account, and this is the first time since 2011 I've had no Twitter account at all. How are you and liking that, by the way? I'll be care? honest, like... Twitter has for so long been my number one resource for, like, being connected to the news that in some ways it does feel, like, blinding. And it's, like, a real weapon that... I've always considered this when they suspend me, like, how big of a weapon they wield. Yeah. Because I... It's now, the AP wire to me. You now I've know used nothing. it for, like, almost 12 years to, like... I had so many people that I followed. Like, I followed 1,200 people. And I only was followed by 700. But, like... I think that every time I hit that follow button, usually, most of the time, maybe 90% of the time, it was a deliberate, like, I want information from this source. Like, I had, I had like, French journalists who'd give me on-the-ground reporting from, like, the Yellow like Vest protests. Protest. And I had, like, things in, like, when they would protest outside of the EU and Brussels and journalists who would specifically talk about Assange. And then there's people like Aaron Matei that I only found through, you know, Twitter, who then goes on to be on Jimmy Dore. So, like, that whole network. 
was all of my like it's a huge network over a long time that I that they can rely just, on and, and they can gone. just take it away from you. So in that sense, definitely weird. But on the other hand, and like I've thought about this since the week has gone on, it's not that big of a deal because I joined Truth, and Truth is better because. For so long, Twitter hasn't really been the Twitter that I've wanted it to be. And I know this. I've said it. Yeah. But, like, it's one thing to say it and believe you know it. But then to go to a place like Truth, which is actually, like, good old Twitter. Like, it's old Twitter. Are you fighting with liberals on Truth? No. Because they're not there, right? Okay. I have gotten into, like... Are you worried that Truth is an echo chamber? Twitter was an echo chamber. True. Truth is an easier way for me to get the information I want to get, which is definitely more dangerous because like the people I want to follow, not only are not censored on truth, they've all now been consolidated there. Mm -hmm. So like if I had both Twitter and truth going at the same time, I think it would be best. But if I'm going to be banned from, Twitter, I could definitely make truth work. Now, my skepticism, the reason why I had... had so this, this is a permaban, you can't create a new Twitter account? If I, They said that if I create a new Twitter account, it will... And they find out, it'll be instantly banned. So I don't know how they find out if it's my IP address or if it's just like if I gave it away. Yeah. But at that point, like, I don't even want to be on your platform. Like, fuck you. You should try it. I, I've, I don't want to. And like I said, like, I've had this truth account now for a little bit, but I've never used truth because I didn't... Like, setting it up, it doesn't really have an app that's good with my phone. I'm using, like, the browser version of it. And it's like, bleh. But, now that I have, like, a, I follow about 200 people on Truth now. It's pretty good. And it's all people who, like, I wish I could have followed on Twitter, who maybe I used to, who now don't even have Twitter accounts for the most part. Like, it's, the feed is good. Like, I get a good feed of information, and I'm like, okay. It's not as maybe diverse and robust as I want, but in time, as truth grows, Should. it'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's like baby Twitter. Well, baby Twitter. Twitter in, in its infancy. And do you know what the best part of it is? Trump's on there. Not only is Trump on there, it's more characters on truth, and Trump writes fucking every couple hours. Like diatribe. Trump goes off, and everyone's like automatically subscribed to Trump. So like That's hilarious. everyone on truth, you know. Is getting the... It's like the bat signal. Here's the message. And that's more powerful than I think they realize. It's more powerful... Yeah, it's insane. Because now, Trump's most ardent followers, the people who have been banned... Like, I have been banned now. I don't feel comfortable on so many other websites. Well, now I'm on Truth, and I feel comfortable. And you have given Donald Trump a direct messaging platform to his most... His strongest person. So, like... This is what I. This goes now into the raid. I have, I think, don't care what any of the news about the raid is because I know what Trump's saying about the raid, and what Trump is saying about the raid. So for is me, they fucking they fucked up, dude. So for me, I don't know what Trump's saying about the raid, and I don't know what the news. So I don't know either thing. Okay. So what well, I, know I, what news, know, I do know what the news is. Saying. So what I know about the raid is I watch Merrick Garland just from Did like you? my perspective. On like third what hand I information, think. and it's like my my here's my stance. Here's my official stance on it. Yeah, don't care. Okay, here's either the, way. Like either way, don't care. There's no either way. That's what I'll say first. Like there's no either way. There's nothing a hundred percent, and this has nothing to do with what Trump has said about it. This is just the facts of the matter. 
100% nothing that Donald Trump could possibly have been in possession of that would have warranted the FBI raiding his home. Absolutely zero. 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 Nothing you could convince me that you could say to me. Any media outlet, any expert, any politician, Merrick Garland himself, the Supreme fucking Court, the FBI, zero. Because honestly, 100% honestly, what Hillary Clinton literally directly did during the last election cycle is automatically worse than what Trump did because of their positions of power. Correct. When Donald because Trump, Trump was leaving is office, the president he had the authorization to, declassify, to whatever he yes, wanted. Correct. And now we can get into what Trump's side of the story is because Trump's side of the story even adds layers onto that. Like he has, he has said expressly that he had permission to have every single document he had. And not only did he have permission, he was directed to store them in specific ways that he wouldn't have even done if it weren't for the threat of what they did anyway. So that's fucked up. And they supposedly took his fucking passports. So like you're telling me you're looking for classified information, you're taking Donald Trump's passports, he's Donald Trump. Well, the only tweet I have tweeted on the matter was, it's hilarious to me how, to this day, Trump is now out of office for two years. Yes. They are so fucking scared of this guy. He's a reality TV show host <laughs> who owns some, some real estate all over the world. And they are fucking terrified of him. You can't, like, the people who still, like, parade around on Twitter, like, this Donald Trump is, like, this evil villain. Even if he was. Which I don't believe. Because it's just, it's so ridiculous. That, like, out of all the, the things that I think are bad in the United States and around the world, like, Trump, like, that's the guy He's who's, He's the like, villain. Like, fuck that. Like, there's no way. So, like, it's just... I don't know, man. Like, it's just so weird. Like, why are they so fucking scared of this guy still? Because he's going to beat him. And God forbid he beats them for them. But, like, honestly, if the four years are any indication, nothing much will change for them. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. He didn't do anything. Him to do. He didn't do anything. He made no impact in their lives. They all are still in enough power to be fucking tormenting him. You just raided his home. Well, but if anything, why... they're, making it, they're making it so that when he gets into office... Well, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they like, just piss him they off. just piss him off that he goes, you know what? I I played it way too safe the first time. Now you're now all you just gotta go crazy. <laughs> Pirate Trump. But um I I it, it's crazy. So that's the first thing. Like it, 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 there's nothing that warranted what the FBI did. Because the amount of criminals and crooks in our government currently who've occupied positions of power. I mean Dick Cheney shot a man in the face. I mean he didn't have his house raided. So, like... It was a hunting accident. Oh, yeah, all right. Does, it, does that make a difference? Are we talking about orders of magnitude of severity? Like, the former president you had two well, years? Sal, Trump is a is an existential <laughs> threat, threat to, to life as we know. <laughs> oh, my God. It, like, hurts me to even have to explain this to people. You know? Like, Hillary Clinton had special access programs in non-digital on her hard drive in her bathroom. You know what that means? That means the highest the highest level of classification that our government possibly has. That high. You have to go to a specific room. You have to leave all your electronic devices miles away. You have to walk through hallways and tunnels that have completely sealed off barricades, underground most likely, to take out a physical piece of paper from a box so that your eyes only... See what's on that piece of paper. Hillary Clinton had photocopies of that shit on her hard drive. 
You know what I'll say about that? She My was... opinions on that have changed. <laughs> Badass. You go, Hillary. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> who cares? At this yeah. point, who cares? But my only point you is... You can do anything. Except, unless your name is Donald Trump, in which case you can't do anything. My only point is that when she was caught, she was dragged in front of Congress. She deleted 30,000 emails. The FBI... Well, Sal, she doesn't want to be caught. Frank, the FBI... Do you know? You remember Cheryl Mills? Do you know Cheryl Mills? In the yeah, I remember she took the meeting with Bill Clinton on the tarmac? Okay, perfect. Cheryl Mills literally negotiated with the FBI to have them interview her on the 4th of July... In her own home, with only questions that Cheryl Mills had previously approved of, while Cheryl Mills was present, and the FBI just took that, and yeah, that was but, like, that's our interview with Hillary Clinton. Yeah, they dude. raided Donald Trump's house. They showed up to Roger Stone's home with guns at 6 a.m. and a CNN camera crew, and they pointed guns at his deaf wife and told him to get on the ground. He didn't do a fucking thing. This is the... In- so... It's just more of the same. Do, exactly. So exactly. they're going to push us and they're going to then like when a guy with a staple gun shows up to an FBI field office because he's mad and crazy. Because like now we're the crazy people. Like our parents literally will look us in the eyes and be like, why are you guys so crazy? Because you've been conditioned well, we live. to believe that your shit is real. Do you, are you convinced now more than ever that like it's all just a simulation? Because <laughs> it can't po- like it's so... It's so easy to see in, like, the day-to-day life how easy it is for these people. To just, like, tell us what to do. It's crazy. Like, why are we all working? We're all too busy to... These people just <laughs> believe anything that, they, that they're told. Yeah. It's so cool. amazing. So, Don't question it. Not that I believe everything that Donald Trump is telling me, but my only point is, like, there's another side to the story, and I don't have to necessarily jump to the side of the FBI. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's my thing, which is why my position is, like, I don't care. Like, you can't tell me anything to get me, like, to be like, the FBI, what they did was justified. I'll never say that. I think they should be disbanded completely, CIA, all of it. Get rid of them all. But on, this, on the flip side of that is, like, I'm also not going to be like, how dare you do that to Donald Trump? I don't give a shit either. Like, so, like, I'm in this weird position where, like... Well, I think it's how dare you do that to Donald Trump from the sense of, like, you didn't do it to fucking George W. Bush and Dick Well, Cheney obviously. And, and but ob- they're, Hillary they're play- But that's because they're playing the game. All right. So, like, you think this- Trump's not playing the game? No. All right. Like, okay, no, no, he so is So, then playing- how dare you okay. raid Donald Trump? But, like, he's playing the game, but, like, he's not playing their game. Dude, this is Game of Thrones, right? Like, this ain't... Yeah. This, this is a political isn't political power struggle. This isn't House of Cards anymore. This is Game of Thrones. Like we're they are playing. Yeah, you think you, the and it's funny because it's the people who say like, "Oh, Donald Trump is a threat to our democracy." Who are who would who like There's, want this to happen? Well, but it's so funny because like this is just further evidence of what we've been saying now for there like is no a de- democracy. Decade. Democracy has gone out the window. The country has Correct. collapsed. We live in a totalitarian state. Well, that's how I know Everything you're not. Happens in a anytime I state. see a comment, a tweet, anything about like, well, Donald Trump's a threat to our democracy. I don't take you seriously no, because you on. still believe that there is a democracy. What democracy? To our elections are fraudulent. That's being generous. Forever. They're a big joke. They're a comedy sketch. Dude, the reason why I sent you the video, and I, this is like the fifth time I've brought it up on the podcast, With Louis I'm sorry. C. The Louis C.K., Shane Gillis just talking about the presidents. The, one of the reasons that fascinated me the most is because, like, for some reason, when you start hearing about George Washington, and then you go into uh, John Adams, and you, go, you just go through it. The founding fathers. Once you get to, like, 23, 
there's this weird, like, like you can feel it. There's no, there's no, it, it's not what's being told about them. It's just like you can feel this transition from when it went from like these the founding fathers. Not that they were all good men; they were all pretty shitty. But like there was this. And they were probably all corrupt too, but it's not necessarily about that. It was just that there was almost like this understanding of like, no matter what we do, there is still like this, we're doing it for... America and the people. And, but not for the people. They didn't, again, like I, st- I don't even believe they really cared about the people. But it was like, hey, we're building a legacy here. Yeah. So like, we want this to look fucking cool. This is going to last. And then it did. And then So then it got to this weird point. I was like, well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. And now it's just like... Let's it runs rampant, and it's just weird. Like it, so like I don't know. It I'm out of loss for words now because like it's just it's hard for me to care about anything when I don't believe anything. Well, that's like nihilism. Well, that's kind of how I feel. Like (laughs) I might still have my religion in in a sense, but like when it comes to faith in anything outside of that like in a political sense in a government sense like i'm just gonna live my life i'm a government agnostic it's there maybe it's there sure but like it's there because we say it's there it's there because you say it's there i say it's not i don't want it to be there but like i have to live in this world unfortunately and i have to like operate under your rules which i think are bullshit but i'll do it all right take my taxes like I'm gonna I'm gonna pay my taxes. I'll send my kid to a public school. I'm not, but, fuck that. No, I know I'm not. But I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm just listing. But like, just know. I think it's all a bunch of garbage. Which is what which is what drives me the most crazy about when like people try to talk to me about policies. Like, dude, policy is so fucking far Stupid, out so the dumb. goddamn window. Stop about it's, policy. Because you have to get through the fact that it's fucking Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer making the policy. It's like policy doesn't matter. <laughs> Biden wants to send seven hundred quadrillion dollars to Ukraine. I don't care. They hired, I don't care. It dude, doesn't matter. There were so make believe. Listen, listen, listen. Inflation. Se- it's make believe. There were seventy thousand IRS workers four days ago. There are now a hundred and seventeen thousand of them. They're now bigger than Apple. And 87,000 of them are literally armed and given the task of using deadly force. And they want their fucking army. They turned the IRS into an army overnight. Let them. You know what I say? (laughs) Let them. And I have to hear, like, this is policy. This is good. Here's why I say let them. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the sense of this is clearly how it's all going to come crashing down and we're all (laughs) fucked. Sure. But in terms of, like... Is anything going to change, or is there a difference that's going to happen? It needs to get no. so bad. Correct. So, like, let's just enjoy the fucking ride into uh, oh. hell. No, I didn't want to say hell. What's one of those cool words for hell that, like, are in books? Perdition. Yeah. Yeah, like, let's just enjoy the, the road, road to, perdition. to perdition. You ever see that movie? No. So good. Tom Hanks. You should check out The Road to Perdition out there if you're listening, or read the book. But the movie is really good. You know why too? And I'm in such a good. I'm, I've been in such a good headspace last like week. I started reading this book. Okay. Atomic Habits, by James Clear. Uh, really, it's a, Amanda needs to read this book for like work. Okay. But I've been reading it. It's changed my life. Okay. I've read one chapter. It's changed my life. 
it's all about creating habits that are like gonna help you succeed and do things and normally i hate that shit like i hate self-help i hate like motivational speakers but this one was a little bit different it was just talking about the reason why you can't create habits is because you're you always just address the result and you're not addressing the process it's like i used it for my car my car is always dirty on the inside and then once every three months i get fed up with how dirty it is and then i clean it and then it gets dirty again but that's because i address the the result not the process the process is i go to dunkin donuts and then like i get home and i go i'll get that later and then garbage piles up in your car. I change the process. Every day, I get home. No matter what, there's no... I can't make an excuse. I just take the stuff to the garbage. And I know that sounds really simple. But it's completely changed. My car's now not had a piece of garbage in it for two weeks. Like a week and a half. Little baby steps. Where do you get to chapter two? I can't wait. Who knows dude, what you'll be doing. Dude, 1% at a time in all stages of my life. And I will be a better person. Things that are better. I want I'd... a self-harm book. I want to become a worse person. Yeah, but that's what that's what Twitter is. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, God damn it. I know, now you can't do that either. <laughs> uh, so that's that, I guess. No, well, I think at the end of the day, what Merrick Garland and the FBI actually want is just to go the right into political violence in hopes to help them in the election. Which that's like their only play. Gonna, I don't think it's their only play. I think they have a million plays, but I think that I think that but, they view no, it. No, but as I like, think that I think they view that as like the most realistic. They're like this is like the easiest. This could play. work. Yeah, I think they think that it's easy. Gotta be honest. I know that's what they want. So but like, I would love to give it to. Them. Why not? Fuck it. Like, does it? If it gets crazy. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like, is there a chance? It goes too far, and it's like, well, like, you thought you wanted political violence. Trump is violence. just president of the Confederate. Well, so something that's never happened in the history of the Brothers Ketchup podcast has happened. Which, credit to us. For us going this long, this hasn't <laughs> yeah, happened. It's never happened. We've literally just been talking for, like, I don't Probably know. another 15 minutes, at least. I think at least a half hour. But we've been talking... But I'm saying after that happened. Yes. Yeah. The, the audio cut out, so, like, you missed the whole conclusion to the... Co- wherever it just ended... <laughs> yeah, like, there's no There's conclusion. a jarring transition here. And there's no conclusion to that. And this I don't is know, the end of the podcast. And I don't know what the conclusion was. Yeah, so, like, we said a lot of other things. Did my like, realization of becoming a government agnostic, is that just gone now? I think so. We talked about the anarchy vote again. That's gone. We didn't, it's not going to be on here. So, a lot of things happened. You guys missed it. Tune in next week for more content you probably won't hear.
about Hicks. I don't want to talk about Hicks. Dropping that baseball. I don't want to talk about the Yankees. Like, I, like, I really don't. Let's talk about Tua? This is a weird thing. Like, the Yankees are just fucking awful, and football is still, like... It's not real enough yet? Yeah, so, like, it's just, like... I don't know, man. I feel like football is realer right now than it's been... Like, yesterday, or Saturday... No, because I'm too excited now. So, like, it doesn't matter. It was the first game the Dolphins had played in, like, 212 days. Yeah, but, like, no one played. So, like... But that's that's not the point. Yeah, it is. 212 days? Yeah, it's every year your season ends and then you play a preseason game. I, I mean, and I was pumped. I was excited to watch football and it was nice. And But, like, I can't be excited. Like, I'm I'm already excited. It's so, like, I don't want to get... I'm too, I'm excited. I'm very excited for this season. But, like, that's it. Like, I've hit my c- cap. Like, there's no, like... I'm not going to get more excited. Now I'm... It's the same thing when, like, after, like, the first week of spring training, you're like, alright, like, I'm done with this. Now I want... Like, I get so pumped for spring training, it's great, then it's like, okay, so let's just start the season. You haven't, like, watched any recaps or looked at any I've breakdowns watched, from the watched games. watched it all, listened to it all. You haven't heard anyone talk about what's going on. Like, I listened to it all. And a press conference today. And it makes... I don't know. Like, I, I get it. I'm pumped. Talked about, like, I, I that's like it. hearing like, Mike McDaniel talk about what he thought of the first preseason game. Like, that's what I like. Yeah. Like, even more than the preseason game itself, hearing Mike McDaniels talk about what players he thought stood out. Yeah, I like that, too. He but like work. That was fun. I listened to Dolphins I'm all day ready day. for the season. And if it, if it was different circumstances, maybe I wouldn't be. Maybe I would be, like, just, like, loving this. But I'm, I have so many expectations for this team, and I'm so excited to watch you when real football starts that, like, I'm just kind of in anticipation mode. Like, I'm just, I want that. And I think it's also just a product of, like, the Yankees are, like, like, the worst stretch I think I've ever watched. It's so bad. It's really, it's really bad. It's crazy. I can't agree with you more on that. It is pretty hard to stomach. Are you finally on my side? Like, if this team just fails, loses the ALDS, like, Cashman has to go. I was never not on that side. You can't. No, you're always like, got to no. give him another year. No, 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 no. This was very clear. You're a classic. Give him another year. He's good. I think you are obviously going through one of your extremist moments where you just rewrite history to fit. Your perspective right now, but clearly... Correct. I, I'm very upset. From, like, the dawn of time, I've always Wait, said... Wait, should we do a live... Should we do a live watch? What? Bases are loaded with one out. Aaron Hicks is up. Oh, my God. Do we think... What do we think happens? I would say double play, but... Honestly, he's so bad, he probably will just strike out, and it won't be that bad. He'll hit him to double. Well, what? No, he's back from the right side, so he probably will strike out. It's crazy, like, you're watching Listen. a professional baseball player be up with the bases loaded with one out, and you're just praying he strikes out. Because that's about the best outcome you could realistically hope for. I've said, since the end of last year at least, but before... Like, he doesn't have more than this year. He can't. It has to happen. He can't. You don't have to win the World Series, but you have you to. you got to get there. 
I think you have probably have to get there. I don't know. It or, depends. Or like if it you depends. catch we'll fire, and I think, like, yes, I think you'll we'll, know. yes, correct. I agree with that. Like we'll know based if on the team. Like oh, it's so like close, if you lose, so if you lose, feeling, like okay, if you lose thing. the LCS to the Astros, and it's you lose because it's all the same shit that you've been doing. No, it's like you're gonna be like he's got to go. But if you but lose if something else, and like, yeah, and like we should have won. It was a magical thing, and wow, it didn't work. Like yeah, maybe you'd be like, you're okay. like okay. No, but like I don't know. But I just this, don't but see at this moment. I don't thing. see how that happens. Well, that's what I think is like I just don't see the scenario where like we lose the ALCS and it's like we we did great members of the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. Don't bring that shit. To I, me. I don't like it either. We, yes, we. I am a fan. <laughs> that's it's what a I we. Do. It's a collective. I spend money on. Oh no, there's a double play. Home no, one double oh, play. Aaron Hicks. And not only was that, he needs not only was to that, be. He can't play. He can't play on the field. He can't be. He's just a detriment. Are they? Remember the game when Judge is he going to cry? I hope so. He looks like he's going to cry. <laughs> well, but the thing with that, the thing with that, <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> oh, I would cry. I, if I were Aaron Hicks, I would be crying. Dude, I have I don't played. Know how he's not I have played in my adult baseball league where like I've made an error and then struck out the next inning, and I just thought in my head like, why am I here? Like, I should just quit. What am I doing? Higgs has to be thinking, like, I'm not... Like, well, he's here there for $70 million. It's a lot different. Brian Cashman paid him. <laughs> Brian Cashman was like, this guy deserves a contract extension. Listen, I said this about the trade line off the mic, but the Hicks contract, too, is a microcosm of everything wrong with Brian Cashman. It's just like his overconfidence and arrogance. It's like, I will save money by paying Aaron Hicks money that no one else would ever consider paying Aaron Hicks. Because it will turn out to look very good in a few years. If you and gave you look me, back and you're like, oh god. <laughs> if you gave me like a lineup of like Joey Gallo, Aaron Hicks, Greg Bird, uh, who else? Who There's else so can I many, put in there? There's so many. IKF. Carter, I'm gonna Carter, put IKF there. Josh Donaldson. Brian Cashman. You Brian Cashman's on on the. What was the Neil, line? Neil Walker. Neil Walker by the end was okay. No, you know who you know who it is? Who, who? played like another guy who like was just awful but somehow played way Forever. too long. <laughs> JD Drew. JD Drew, he has a million of them. Or is it Steven Drew? Which Steven Drew. which Steven Drew did Drew. we Steven, Steven Drew. Drew. He was awful. Like if you had them all lined up and I had one bullet, I think I'd shoot myself. <laughs> I do it. I I think He's killed me. Brian Cashman has killed <laughs> Like if you're a young Yankee fan, you're you're okay, but even you should feel, I think, more like I should feel. Because, no, like, you were so young. Cashman you were eight was a years part old. of the dynasty. You were... No, he's not! He was. He was not. Yes, he was. He's not. In name only is no. he a part of the he dynasty. Was, Those he's teams... He's the hand-picked successor to the dynasty. And what did he do? You can't say he did nothing. One World Series, we've never had a losing season... He's got us to the playoffs like 22. But my point with that years. is like. I get it. We the, won a World Series every no, 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 year. But like, no, but that's not what I'm saying. I think if you're like the Mets or if you're like the Phillies or the Reds. The Phillies. If you're any other team and you're like, hey. The Phillies are 10,000 games under 500. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The Yankees are a million games over 500. Correct. Which is why it's not a feat for a general manager to come in here and do it. We have the third highest payroll in baseball. <laughs> And I could give a fucking monkey that job, and they could get to a 500 record or better. Like, don't forget some of the teams that actually were above 500. Like, those teams, 
that he put out there were awful. They were only 500 by sheer will of, like, Joe Girardi and Vernon Wells. was like, well, we have to not be the worst team in baseball. Old A-Rod. Oh. Dude. It's like, so it, it's just... And you're right. And you're, like, it's not even... It's not even about... I just don't know that necessarily I, changing even, Cashman to someone else produces better well, results. it's not going to. And Here's I, the thing. And I think that there's a lot that has to do organizationally with the way we prioritize spending money that leads to the decisions that get made. Like, we refuse to spend money when everyone expects us to spend money. So, like, if there's the expectation the Yankees will spend money, odds are they will not spend money. But they're Which willing to, to spend... A problem because then they get in this position where it's like, well, we haven't spent money. And then there's no one to spend money on that makes any reasonable sense. So they start to, like, find new ways to well, like, f- burn. Why do they like, burn Donaldson money? Like, Donaldson is lighting money on fire. Yes. They do this Why? constantly. Why? They constantly cry poor while paying the fucking worst possible people Correct. the most sums of money. So you like, could have just... Where you can like, you could have just... Paid good players, but I think that's an organizational thing. Well, correct. Because I think Cashman can—that's what scares me be a better the most. Scout. That's what Cashman's scares me the got most. Got a good eye for talent. Not really. I don't yeah. think. I don't know. Yeah, sure, sure. I'll give it to him. It doesn't matter. Because, yeah, but here's the thing: he doesn't. Because if he does, you know who would be on the team right now? Those fucking kids in Triple A. Like this is what I don't understand, and this is what aggravates me so much. Than you. Is I don't get. Anything. There is no rhyme or reason to what the Yankees do. Yeah, it does look like on a day-to-day for, basis. And it's not a recent thing. This is The Yankees have been doing this with their prospects forever. Yeah. They are good, and you hear hype about them, and we go, oh, cool. And then what does Cashman do? They have hype. Either bring them up or trade them at high value. Instead, he lets them dwindle. He refuses to trade them. Clint Frazier. And it never brings them up. Clint Frazier had so much potential as a player and a a trade chip, and he turned out to be neither. Why? Because you fucked with him. Floreal. Chance Adams was talked about as, like, the best pitching prospect in the the Yankees organization has ever seen. People wanted him in trades. Now we're going to hold on to him, never bring him up, let him turn into a fucking pumpkin in AAA, and he winds up being known. Look at, look at Jorge uh, Mateo. Like, he traded Jorge Mateo when his value was nothing. And he's good. And now he's he's okay. But, like, you traded him when his value was nothing. Florial. James Capillion. You traded him when his value was nothing. And now he's good. And, like, there are some that have been fine. Like, the Justice Sheffield trade. Okay, that was a good one. Justice Sheffield wasn't good. Great job. You, you played that one right. You built up the hype around him. You got rid of him. But, like, there are people... In the minor leagues that should be playing on this team. Instead of Josh Over Donaldson Hicks. that you're paying $25 million. $25 million. Because you didn't want to pay Correa. You could just pay Correa $25 million. Correa is not having a good year and he's still much better than Donaldson. I mean, uh, it's just it's just so mind-bogglingly bad that like that this team is it's Aaron Judge. And that's it. Like, Enough for nothing. 10 games in the first place. I, that's all that matters. I'm... Every day, more and more convinced. I like, I don't think Judge is a Yankee next year. I know I'm worried about that too. And I don't think it's because the Yankees aren't going to pay him. Like I think the Yankees are going to try to pay him. Judge is not going to stay here. I think he will. I don't. If I was Judge and I was looking at the way this organization is run and I want a championship, is this the for the next six years of your career? Where's the best Judge place is, you can go to win a championship? It's probably not here. No. I think it's still probably 
even if it's top five here, it's, it's probably top five just for his brand. Like, I mean, why? If the Mets, why? if the Mets roll out the red carpet and pay you, fucking stupid. That's There's not no good for your he's brand. Going to play for the Mets, he'd go to California. I could see him going to San Francisco or to LA. But he'll, I, but he'll be. No, there's no fucking way. He'd be sick in San Fran. I would. I yes. He'd, <laughs> he'd be sick destroy. in San Fran. And he would look good in the uniform. And that's like the <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, he would place. look awesome. Did he catch that ball? Yeah, he did. That's like the one place I think he could go and like still be as nationally discussed. But what about the think, Angels. I think he'd get lost in L.A. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it'd be, <laughs> no. it'd be funny. They're like, we have Trout, never be Judge, Otani, and Rendon. We're below 500. <laughs> we can't figure it out. <laughs> also, we have no starting pitcher. Also, you know what else the Yankees have done this year that drives me crazy? It's like, LeMahieu's day-to-day. But like, I know they're not going to IL him, and he's going to be out for like a week. And we just waste and we just, we just play man down every day. Like, Rizzo, Rizzo could have just been on the 10-day, and he was out the exact same amount of time with the off days. And instead, we just played eh, man, man down. It's fine. I know we have 26 spots. Who needs them? But we can have Rizzo come in and for a pinch hit when he's hurt, but then we won't ever do that. It's so it's so crazy. Yeah, the Stanton thing is, is crazy. But I think a lot of these decisions are made because of the lead they had built up. I just don't think they think that they're going to lose But here's the thing. Which they are because they're not good. Here's what I don't understand. This is the worst culmination. No, it's not. I'm combining two separate thoughts at the same time. This is really bad baseball. And it's a culmination of, like, over the past few years of, like, what the Yankees' philosophy is, which is regular season doesn't matter. We rest guys. We take everything super relaxed and whatever. And then we turn it on for the playoffs. And then this year, you came out with a totally different attitude. And it worked. You were winning games. You played really well. You managed every game like it was your last. You put out a good lineup. You, there was no punt loss in the first half season. Then you built up a lead, and you're like, eh, fuck it. Like, I just don't I just don't get it. Like, you're, you're going to get to the playoffs again, and you're going to have to turn it on, hope you get healthy. Things aren't going to work. You're going to get bounced, and we're going to be doing the same fucking conversation we do every year now. I don't know if we're even like what I don't like from the team right now, especially is the body language. It's starting to look like everyone's kind of worried. <laughs> like, well, wouldn't you be if you're like and, like obviously they don't have answers. If you're Aaron Judge, wouldn't you be like a little like looking around like that no one else is pretty bad. Good. <laughs> like I know I'm great, but like no one else is even good. <laughs> like Aaron Hicks is awful. I can't is bad. Ben Intendi is I guess. Almost good, but like since we've gotten him, he's not. He's like almost good. Rizzo's not good. Rizzo's not good. He's like, he's kind of like Ben Intendi. He's like almost good. If you could just like, if there were other good players, I would good. rather Rizzo be like if Rizzo, during his hot stretches yeah. be like way less hot, but just be way more consistent. Because that dude just disappears. If Rizzo, Glaber's awful. Listen, listen. If Rizzo and uh, Ben Intendi were Hicks and let's say IKF. Like if those were your worst players. Oh, you'd be you'd, you'd be, be the best team in baseball. Like yeah, you'd be the year. yeah, you'd be great. But they're your three and four hitters. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that's a li- that it's is like DJ LeMay here. Well, here's Judge. the thing that's a little weird, right? Like 
Aaron Hicks and Josh Donaldson and IKF, all three of those guys, have been bad all year. When you were winning, they've been bad, they and now bad when you're year. being they're bad, very you're, bad, they're still bad. So like, that hasn't changed. But they're right now all three of them. Oh, and Glaber. Like we're not including Glaber in this. Glaber is also, also horrible. Yeah, and he's been terrible. Like Glaber, you can't like. Uh, but this is where like my questions for Cashman are because inevitably he's not going to be fired. He's going to be at here the next beginning year. Beginning of the season, all these. Do things, you like, go into next year as like is Glaber on the team? How? How can you possibly pencil him in as like he's our second baseman? He's not good. He's not good. Yeah. Like you got to stop pretending that these guys. And not even like, I was going to say like these guys from the 2017, none of them are from the 2017. Here's what I do. It's just Glaber. Here's what I do. you got to stop pretending they're good. Here's what I do if I'm general manager. I sign Aaron Judge long term. He's my guy. He's who I'm rolling with. I try to get rid of everyone on the team. I go into like, a, like kind of like a mini rebuild and I tell Judge like, give us a year. We're going to still make the playoffs, but like, I, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a challenge. And you just call up everybody. I want Volpe up here. I want Dominguez up here. They're not good. Then I sign. Then I sign. every. I sign Correa. I try to trade for fucking Mike Trout. I try to trade for Otani. Give me everybody. It doesn't work like that. It could. No, it can't. It could. You can't simultaneously bring up everyone and then trade for everyone. Yes, you could. No, you can't. Do it. Uh, well, yeah, I guess you're point. right. You'd have to trade those guys. But do you something. Have to have some do sort of, something. You have to have some sort of cohesive plan. To okay, build the here's the plan. That's the exact criticism. Don't of give Cashman. don't give money to 38 year old players who who haven't been good. The craziest thing about that trade is you literally they you did were, it for You were doing it because you were like almost saying like everyone wants me to sign Correa, but like we're gonna do something better. It's like you're an you're an idiot. And you instead you went to the Twins. You said we'll take your. It was like. It was like the world's You're... greatest shortstop free agent class. And Brian Cash was like, I know everyone is expecting us to sign a shortstop, but what We're if I trade for IKF and, and I get Josh Donaldson? Two for the price of one, and baby. I've always wanted IKF. And like, that's a huge gamble. And they said at the time, like, hey, Glaber's got to be good. Cashman's got to be right about these things, right? Glaber's got to be good. IKF has got to be what he thinks he is. Donaldson's can't be washed up and old. Didn't we say that too? Yes. Didn't we say like this whole plan is just like... These things have Just to work. Just hope things are better. And it looked like they were working. But the problem is they weren't ever really working. It's just like Judge was is having that good of a year. And the pitching so staff up. So Judge is up right now. He's got a 301 average, 46 homers, 100 RBIs, a 1.075. Amazing. But here's like the thing. Before King got hurt and your bullpen went haywire, like a lot of the players got exposed after King went down. He was covering a lot. Of... Look, well, your pitching staff was overperforming. But now your pitching staff isn't, and you're just being exposed as being well, a bunch it's of guys who can't like, really hit. It's kind of like what we were talking about with this team, right? Are they the team that was so good, or are they the team that's this bad? Well, who's Clay Holmes? Is Clay Holmes the dude who's never been able to put it together, or is he the guy who's the best pitcher in baseball for you? He's probably not either. He's probably not the best pitcher in baseball. But he's probably not the best pitcher in baseball. <laughs> and so like, you now don't have a closer. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, like, what, like, is what the, you, what's the plan? Is the closer? The By the way, like, if we, it's one nothing in the fifth. Maybe we get lucky and we score scored, two. Dude. If the biggest thing about the stretch is how many times, like we're always in competitive games, which is good. That's just because we don't score. No, and like there's a lot of teams in baseball. There's no lineup. They don't score. There's no lineup. Yeah, it's Aaron Judge. It's the Aaron Judge show. You walk them, 
And then you get the next... Whoever's around him out. Everyone else will be extra. Glaber Torres leads off. He's out. You might let me, sometimes have LeMahieu on base. Let me get Judge out. You know, uh, let me, let me walk Judge. I have to give him a lot of credit. Trevino? Trevino. 725 OPS. Like, that's... Every baseball player should be able to give you at least a 700 OPS. Why is it just our backup catcher and what? Judge? I think the Lee average OPS this year is like 700. It's got to be. We have so, one player on the team outside of Judge who's got a 700 OPS. Little DJ. Okay, two. But everyone else is like. <laughs> I don't even for, I forget DJ because he's like such a piece of furniture. But here's the thing about DJ is like. You need him. He's now hurt. Yeah, God forbid he gets hurt. And before, oh, and before he's like gone on this day-to-day thing, like he was in a slump. So. <laughs> And, like, as hot as Judge is, like, Judge is going to go through another slump or two. They might not be long he ones. right now. He's well, had three games where he's been, like, over. Actually, I think I'd He went over two in the second game against Boston, but he had two walks. Then last night in Boston, he got worked by Waka. Yeah. So he's like kind of a, This is a slump for and then, But he got a single tonight, and he's in a 3-2 count right now against. So, like, depending on how this at-bat goes, determines if he's a slump. If it's a walk, not a slump. Home run, not a slump. A strikeout? Maybe slump. Slump. This is a bat. It's literally this is a bat. Still 3-2. He fouled it off. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I hate to be, like, the guy who, like, you can go back in my Twitter history and be like, I have tweets from the beginning of this year being like, this team's incredible. They're going to win the World they Series. Were. They're a magical I, team. We shouldn't say they weren't. But, like... But look, you're not I'm a, a product of your first 100 games. You're no. a product of the total 162. But you're a product of, like, the feel. And that team did feel like that team felt like this couldn't happen. Like the like I watched like the wheels I'm, fell off. I'm in love with the Mets team this year. I hate Mets fans, but yeah. this Mets team is They're fucking fun. fun. They got a good roster. Oh, slump. It's a slump. Jones in a slump. Jones it's over. Slumping. You're gonna lose this game now. Um, but yeah, like this Mets team, like the Mets couldn't do this. Like the Mets couldn't go on a run that's this bad. But this Yankee team is so different from the team that was at the beginning of the year, just in terms of like. No Stanton. Stanton's big. Rizzo's playing hampered. Also, he's just not hitting. Glaber was Glaber got all of his goodwill out in the beginning of the year. He had like a month. But his batting average is down to two forty. Hicks had a month. Barely though. Hicks is batting two hundred. Hicks's month was like. It was a week. It was like it was good, but like it wasn't like that good. Hicks has four home runs or five home runs or something. I think it's six. It's so crazy that he had Hicks that home run against all Houston. The time. He's a switch hitter. They <laughs> they will not stop playing him. He has six home runs. Well, dude, they won't stop playing any of these guys. Like Josh Donald, like again, this is the problem with Cashman. Is like, remember when Robinson Cano was awful and Steve Cohen was just like, well, fuck that. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna pay this guy to be awful. I'll just pay him to not be on my team. Yeah, I'll get out of it. Brian Cashman would never do that. Well, it's he'll never admit not as many Cano. Donaldson, you could do that with, but you can't really do that with, like, Hicks. No, but I don't care. You don't have to do it to Hicks. Put you, Hicks on the bench. You could trade Hicks. But, like, Donaldson. Hicks as your Tim LaCastro wouldn't be bad. But I, I, I just don't. He's worse than Tim LaCastro. I just don't think Floriel like, and Peraza could be worse than what's happening. No, at least you could say, like, well, it's developmental. Yeah, it's like, you know what? We're trying to just develop <laughs> these, are kids. these kids. Like maybe they suck. Because like we're clearly don't want to win anyway. <laughs> I know. There's no excuse. Like we're not trying to win these baseball games. You can't be trying. Although I will give ICAF credit for the sick 
line liner. He yeah, signed. but like that play, like I saw everyone like being like, "That was such a good play." It's like it was. It was a great. It was a great play. Every other shortstop with any credibility makes that play though. A hundred percent. And the other thing was he's small, so it looks more. That pre- other more error, but like in the first inning, the error yeah. that he made that they scored a hit somehow. Like the fact that that was scored a hit. He gets hits scored on him all the time. Better. He should have. 75 errors this year, and they're all somehow hits. I know. I don't know what he did. He pays the scorekeeper. It's crazy. Like, it was a slow roller that, like, he went to, like, flip with his glove. Which, it's G-Man Choi running. You could have just fielded it and grabbed it and threw it. Dude, fuck off. And Rizzo strikes out. Shocker. Yeah, they're not good. And I think a lot of it, too, is going to come back to the philosophy argument that we get into. Like, we really don't coach this team... At all. Well, the, the, the base running stuff, too. The base running's we insane. We make so many crazy it's mistakes. We can't run the bases. But, like, I, the notion that we're just going up there and not swinging it situationally, ever. Well, you just go up there and just swing at the first pitch. When they're this Everybody. bad. Like, Hicks' is, double play before we were talking, like, oh, it's going to be a strikeout or a double play. Well, it's going to be worse than that. Hicks' double play well, because before, he's, he swung out of his shoes and grounded well, because the ball two he's, and a half inches. Because he's still... In his brain, he's still like, I'm going to gonna hit a home run over the fence. and like get us out of this. It's like, Dude, Can anyone just try and put make the contact? Fuck, well, that's why, like, as much as I hate IKF, it's like, you know what? At least, at least he he's going to ground it to the second baseman. And that yeah. counts for something. He's going to put the ball in play. Won't it's bad. It's going to be weak contact. We're just like, we want to hit the ball so hard. Who cares if they never make contact? Like, IKF would have also hit a double play there, but like, it would have been, been, been a ground ball to the other play. side. <laughs> it would have made you feel a little bit better. Oh, my God. All right, so that was we got. So that yeah, out. that's what I'm saying though. It's like I don't want to talk about the Yankees, and I'm we're still too far away from the Dolphins because I'm just. I don't think they'll complete the collapse, but who knows? I but see that's why I'm kind of a stoic about it. I'm not getting so worked up because I know in my heart of hearts this team is good enough to win the World Series if they put it together and play like they played at the beginning half of the year. But I don't they're know. also bad enough where. We will be able to expose who needs to be exposed, and then it'll just resolve itself. If this team collapses, it'll deserve here's, everything that happens. Here's my thinking, though. There's the last thing. I just want to lose Judge. Last thing. He's a god. It's not that. Well, this is good. It exposes where they're bad. The problem is like, what what they've showed you is they don't adjust to that. It's not yeah. like. Oh, they show you what's bad. That's and then not they... what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's going to show us what's bad. It's going to do what's necessary. It's going to get them to make the decisions that they have to make. Cashman will be fired if this team collapses. He will be fired. There's no other way around it. He will be fired. And Hal might be forced to fucking run into exile if he's not careful. They're already feeling the pressure. They understand it. I picture. I can't picture Brian Cashman having a single ounce of sweat on him. I, he is so confident and secure in that job. He's not. He's a general manager of a New York sports Dude, the fact that it's one nothing. The fact player. that it's one nothing in this game because Aaron Hicks just like didn't catch a fly ball. It's so funny. And fitting at the same time. It's insane. Alright, fuck it. I was just talking.